I'm Caleb Brown, host of the Cato Daily Podcast. It is December, and I am once again here to ask you to support this podcast and the broad mission of the Cato Institute by becoming a podcast sponsor. If you support Cato to the tune of $1,000 or more, I'll gladly give you a shout out on the podcast. The only way to do it is to visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to make your donation. Cato accepts no government money. We depend on the generosity of our sponsors to help us advance the values of individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor and support the Cato Daily Podcast and the Cato Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. Tech policy is innovation policy, and innovation policy means preparing for the as-yet-unknown advance that could change our lives for the better. Will Reinhardt with the Center for Growth and Opportunity argues that the current conversations about tech policy, however important, aren't the critical regulatory reforms that will produce real results down the road. So we're not at all talking about permitting issues. We're not talking about the more mundane problems that people actually face in starting a business or in trying to create something that's competitive and innovative. And even more broadly within the conversation about, about content media regulation, we're not at all talking about competitors to Facebook and to Twitter and to all these, these sites that, that, that seem to have so much power. So these things to me are are really being lost within innovation and, and tech policy writ large, which are the the more mundane things that need to be happening. Okay, so what are what are some of the? Give me an example of uh, a you know entrepreneur who needs something and isn't able to get it. Yeah, so that that's a really tough question because what you're talking about is the unseen, but fundamentally, what I the way that I conceptualize it is that there are people who out there who are trying to do something new and interesting in the world. And there are oftentimes permitting programs and and hoops that and red tape that somebody has to jump through in order to start that business in order to start that project. And so we we see this really endemic throughout the entire United States, it's impossible to get you know, a, uh, a factory up and running. It takes a lot of time to even get the permits to do these things. It takes, you know, in, you know, it's getting better to a certain degree, but, but that's much more of a mundane day-to-day sort of, uh, process that needs to be made quicker and faster and cheaper. And all of those things are just not part of the innovation and tech conversation as they should be. Okay. So within Congress, and I assume this is also true to a lesser extent in state legislatures, yeah. there's show horses and there's workhorses. Exactly. And right now it feels like uh, on both sides, everybody wants to be a show horse and nobody wants to do the sort of mundane, boring uh, regulatory streamlining that uh, would actually help real people and produce real benefits to everybody else. That is, that's, I think that's abundantly clear primarily. And I think that's really being driven by the nature of COVID. People are online. They're not out and doing the things that they used to be. And so they're, they're online and in these spaces and it's much easier to, to garner attention, especially if you're a policymaker. We've also seen a, a very clear shift in how people really interact with politicians. It really has gone online. Uh, a whole group of individuals, the, the, you know, one author calls them a shouting class. 
they have gone online to to use these technologies and, and, and methods to connect with politicians, to troll politicians, to, you know, to make these points. And and they really have been highlighted, I think, by COVID and obviously enabled by online social media technologies. But really what it what we've seen is a I think a pretty important shift that the conversation, there are obviously really important conversations going on online related to these kind of fundamental problems that we're facing as a nation. But it seems that the oxygen really is being sucked out of the room by the, these, these seemingly, um, yeah, there's a, there really is a, a focus problem that we, that we really, really need to deal with. Okay. Let me re-ask an earlier question. What are the big opportunities that people in Congress are missing? One area that I constantly worry that we're not doing the right thing in is, for example, space policy. There is this albatross that's hanging over the neck of America, which is the space launch system. And that entire system has is now going to be about three years uh, beyond what it was actually supposed to, you know, the launch date. So it's it's about three years late. It's It's billions of dollars overdue. I mean, there's not a national conversation about about how to do better in space, and we really should be thinking about that because we've actually some really critical changes in the 2000s were able to fundamentally shift this policy area and to and the reason why we have billionaires going into space now is because we did better policy in the 2000s. That kind of idea, that kind of that notion that that if we do policy better, there can be much more important outcomes and. And, and echoes in the, in the next two decades, that is just, it's being lost and it's, and it's not being focused on. And, and space is one area that I think we obviously need to be, uh, be keenly aware of and to have better agenda in. But there's a whole bunch of other areas as well. So uh, if I'm going to guess what we did right in the 2000s yeah. about space policy, I'm going to guess that it was clear guidelines and more players can uh, step onto the playing field. Yes, yes, right? And why is it that, that that's obviously the answer here? But it is. The contracts, the, the big fundamental problem was the contract system. And the contracting system still does present some challenges, particularly with the space launch system, the SLS. Uh, but in, in 2005, Congress, well, the NASA shifted a lot of the way that they're doing these these contracts through what's the the through a, a different sort of uh contractual system now they they have you know um very clear guidelines that you have to meet certain milestones and if you don't meet those milestones then you don't get any more money you don't get anything more and that's a very very different way of doing things for NASA so how do we take those clear guidelines potentially many players entering the field to other areas that's what i'm hoping to do right well well what's the what are some what are the big fat targets for for doing that besides space the big fat targets right now i think are you know we spend a lot of money in research and development and we need to be much better and more intelligent about how that money is spent and the kinds of projects that we're spending them on we need to figure out about as i said earlier some permitting issues about how we actually get projects into the ground, how we get housing developed in the United States. 
We need to also think, you know, much more broadly about about health and how we're spending healthcare dollars and the kinds of money that we're spending in healthcare dollars. Obviously, these are big issues, and I don't have a really simple, quick soundbite to deal with them. But these things, to me, are part of a larger innovation agenda. And when we're talking about getting America back to work, and we're talking about allowing people to do the things that they want to do and, and creating a, a better world for everyone, that really should be the the driving framework, and yet it really isn't. So Republicans, too focused, it seems, on trying to slap down social media platforms yeah. for their uh, content moderation behavior. Democrats, for their part, seem to be, uh, to the extent that they are focused on uh, innovation and the future, broadly, every every job a union job. I think more, the the that is true, but even with the Democrats, it's just spend more money without thinking about how we're going to spend the money and not thinking about correctly. If you're going to be pushing in a whole bunch of money, you've got to do it right. And and that seems to be completely lost. Well, let on me that restate well. that. For Democrats, the appropriation is the only thing that matters. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But but it isn't, right? You you've you've you really need to think critically about these problems and about the issues they're trying to solve. So we're about to spend 50-some billion dollars in semiconductors. And it's pretty fundamentally clear that at least the way that it's going to be done, it's it's not going to be as useful as as people think it's going to be. And we're going to spend and probably waste a, a pretty big chunk of that in trying to put these factories in, in areas where they probably shouldn't be. So a lot of that spending, a lot of the spending that Democrats want to do, if I understand you correctly, you want the government to make the process clear so private players can play. Yes, yes. And the Democrats, for their part, in terms of like the, if the appropriation is the most important thing, they're not particularly concerned about how it's going to be spent. But one of the concerns that I think they should have is to what extent is that spending going to be actively damaging to the uh, rollout of new innovative tech that we might not get because the, because the the federal money was spent so poorly. Yes, and, and to do a yes and the uh, you know the old improv method. Uh, the other part that that I that I think is not being said in all of this is if you're going to be spending a lot of this money, you need to more critically understand what are the fundamental goals. And those goals really should be that, you know, we want to, we want to make sure and ensure that the American, you know, companies and American uh, people have access to the best technologies. And, and a lot of that means to think critically and more, more subtly to be, to be blunt about what we're trying to do with this money. Now, all of this is is kind of dancing around the problem, which I, I am trying to dance around, which is that we really don't know where some of these spaces are going to go in the next 10 years, in the next 15 years. And so pumping a whole bunch of money into this right now may not be the solution because you're 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 basically creating you know stranded assets. You're putting air, you're putting money in areas that shouldn't have it. It's industrial policy for tech. Exactly. And and that really is a very hard, hard problem to deal with. And I'm it's not an easy it's not an easy way to think critically about the way all of this sh- it should be done. So tech that's already been rolled out, that will continue to roll out, that we're just now sort of discovering our tools. And I think a lot of people 
uh, are just now getting their heads around the notion of what the actual purpose of it is, is uh, cryptocurrencies. Yes. And how those things interact, what they're able to do in terms of taking rents out of certain industries like banking. Um, we're just sort of learning what that potential is. Uh, and yet we already see uh, massive attempts by the feds to tax the hell out of it. And I, I just, it seems like exactly what you're talking about. It is uh, punishing the thing that we would like to see where it goes. And you're trying, I mean, the effort I think is trying to squeeze the juice out of, out of what is seemingly people making money in this space, right? I mean, that, that makes sense to me. And yet we're not talking about, for example, geothermal, how, how to get the contracts, the federal contracts right to ensure that we're allowing these, you know, nascent companies that are in hard tech science to do interesting geothermal research, which mostly has to be done, or at least will have to be done on federal lands. And yet that sort of conversation is not being noted, noted here either. Right. But clear rules, many players, uh, if they're trying to punish people who are trying to make money in a space, which is to say above normal profits yes. in a space, the best thing you can do to squeeze profits out of those spaces is clear rules, many players. Exactly. Exactly. Will Reinhardt is a research fellow at the Center for Growth and Opportunity. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 